Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. We've got daily articles up there on the website. And of course, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at feminmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Before we do any of that, though, give me your one word. What is one word to describe the Cowboys' loss to the Commanders tonight? Drop it in the chat. What is your one word to describe the loss to the Commanders tonight? Let me know in the chat. Shout out to Sebastian. Thank you, Brett, for being here as well. We've got Ines on the comments as well. We've got Jeff. Remember that every like puts this show in front of more fans. Do me a favor and hit the thumbs up. Brett says pathetic. Body goes with stunk. Exposed, says Jerry. Toxic says on cue. I like that one. On cue. Just in week 18, Charlene goes with awful. Sebastian also with awful. Jessica goes with embarrassing over at Facebook. Love this one from Peter. He says effortless. Man, I think that the Cowboys loss wasn't effortless indeed. It was like they were not motivated. And now, listen, listen. I know that there are very valid complaints about the coaching staff, and I share them with you. Among them, for example, the conservative play calling in early downs running the football in third and five at the beginning of the game. You're called for a holding. The Cowboys are facing first and 20. They call a a running play with Ezekiel Elliott. But also, players need to take some, some of the blame on this one because they that effort was not there for the players. And this is not peewee football. This is not high school football. Coaches aren't supposed to give them a, an Al Pacino-like speech before the game, you better come prepared with motivation in a week 18 game in which the number one seed in the NFC could be in play, in which the division title could be in play. By the way, the Cowboys needed three combinations to get the number one seed in the NFC. They went 0-4-3. The Eagles won, the 49ers won, the Cowboys didn't do their part of the homework. So 0-4-3 on that uh, race for the number one and seed in the NFC, and they didn't come close to the division either. So I like that one. I like effortless. I will also go as my word. I will go my one word to describe the Cowboys' loss to the Commanders will be complete because it was a complete loss. Listen, there's so much to not like about this game in particular because the Cowboys had a very 
difficult task at hand. And it showed in the scoreboard. The Cowboys had to balance two things. Number one, you had to win the game at all costs because the number one seed once more could have been in play. You didn't know if it was going to really be in play until the games were over. And the same goes for the NFC East. You didn't know what was going to be at stake because the other teams were going to be playing at the same time as you. But you had to win it, period. And then at the same time, you had to take care of your guys, of your starters. So the Cowboys had to play their starters, but also they had to be careful with them. And the Cowboys, to me, take multiple L's and two losses in one because they didn't get the win and they risked their starters. Maybe there were no major injuries, but we know that for a moment, Jaron Kears was shaken up. Uh, the Ron Bland exited the game with a chest injury. More to come on Monday when he's able to get an MRI. But now we are concerned about the Ron Bland as well because without Bland, then the secondary will be in major trouble. It already is, but imagine losing the fifth-round rookie that is playing lights out at nickel cornerback. So suddenly, you got everything that you didn't want to get. You got it on Sunday. You risked the starters. You didn't get the win. You looked for more specific answers, and you didn't get them either. And I will give you examples. The Fox commentators, the commentators for the Fox broadcast, mentioned that Mike McCarthy had said during the week that the Cowboys wanted to feel more confident in the running game. They didn't average 2.5 yards per carry. They, they averaged less than that. At one point, it was 2 yards per carry. Ezekiel Elliott gained 1.3 yards per rush attempt. Tony Pollard didn't do great either. The Cowboys were not able once more to get a rushing game going. More on that later, too. More on that later. The Cowboys wanted to find answers to their secondary. Nashawn Wright got burned. Trayvon Mullen got burned. Versus Sam Howell, by the way, making his first ever NFL start. On top of that, the Cowboys wanted to maybe be able to not turn the ball over, and they did. Dak Prescott through what should have been two pick sixes, maybe, in consecutive plays. And you guys know that I like Dak Prescott. I still think that moving forward, he is one of the reasons why you should hold out hope get going into the playoffs. Dak Prescott, I know that he played bad football today, but he's had a great season in 2022. So he is definitely one of the bright spots from a season point of view. Not from today. Today, he was bad for sure. But Dak through some unacceptable passes on that on, on this game in, in that back-to-back -back sequence in which, you know, the commanders essentially forgave him for not returning that for a touchdown, for not getting their hands on that football. But then one play later, he hands that pick six to Fowler, uh, goes all the way to the house. So it is a tough situation to be in. Another thing that the Cowboys were looking for were four quarters of consistent football. They didn't get that either. So right now, as we sit here and we await the Bucs game, they're three-point favorites already, by the way, over the Tampa Bay Bucs on the road. And I know that means very little, but maybe a little bit of a reminder that not all hope is lost after the Week 18 game. And I think that's fair to say. I don't know yet what, what my game pick will be when we get there Thursday. 
but I do know that the Cowboys definitely have a chance against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we shouldn't act like that is not true just because the Cowboys suck today. The Cowboys are a good football team. They have some good pieces. The problem, though, the problem, the real problem is we don't know what Cowboys we're getting on a quarter-to-quarter -quarter basis. We don't know if we're getting the first-half Cowboys against the Jaguars that looked very dominant or if we're getting the second-half Cowboys of that particular game or the first-half Cowboys that we got against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau versus the second-half Cowboys that gave up a 14-point lead. And it's even quarter-to-quarter. And one trend that has continued to haunt the Cowboys is they're playing down to their competition. They're getting slow starts here and there. And when I say here and there, uh, it's probably more frequent than that. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating that we know that they can also play up to some of these playoff teams, but you just don't know which Cowboys you're getting. Zach Martin said something post-game, according to Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News. Zach Martin said, if we play like this next week, we're going to be sitting at home in no time. And he's completely right. The question is, will they play like that? Will that be the version of the Cowboys that we get next weekend? And we'll figure that out when the time comes. But that is definitely what will make the next few days quite frustrating because we just won't know. Now, uh, Dak Prescott had something to say about his own play. And I repeat, Dak Prescott was bad today, even though he's probably one of the bright spots from this team overall. But to provide some explanation to the loss and to his own poor play, Dak Prescott said the following. He called the performance crappy. Again, this is via Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News, a must-follow on Twitter. Shout out to him, one of the best out there. And Dak Prescott explained it. He said, it's hard to, I mean, 14 completions. She's right, by the way. Uh, yeah, not good enough, period. And then he said that maybe the Cowboys could have done more underneath. Dak said, wanted to get us going, and I took some shots. The shots were not there. And that is true. Definitely throughout some moments of the game, the Cowboys were taking some deep shots, kind of maybe confidently thinking that they would get the best out of the commanders at some point later in the game. But they did take some shots. And this is not the first time that the Cowboys struggle because they're looking for plays that are not there. So definitely moving forward and into the playoffs, one of the focus should be, okay, we want to be an offense that wants to keep firing. As Mike McCarthy said earlier this season, you want Dak Prescott to keep playing as a gunslinger. That's okay with me. I can live with that. Uh, Dak has been one of the most efficient QBs in the league since he returned from injury. However, that doesn't mean forcing shots and taking deep shots just because that is your mentality. What has separated Joe Voro, Patrick Mahomes, even in recent years when they have started to face defenses that are trying to, keep, to take the deep stuff away, Mahomes and Voro and all of them have taken a next step by attacking on their need. And the Cowboys have done that at times this season. They did it against the Philadelphia Eagles that were playing a lot of quarters coverage. And the Cowboys started playing empty. They started throwing the football on their need, easy buttons and offense. We didn't see that at all from the Cowboys in week 18. And that is definitely something 
that is weird, something that is concerning. But moving forward, Dak Prescott is 100% right. The Cowboys need to do a better job attacking on their knee and not forcing plays that are not there, period. Let me see what you guys have to say in the chat. Let's see how are we feeling, Cowboys Nation. Shout out to all of you. Thank you for being here tonight. I disagree. I disagree with uh, with, with this. Uh, T. Phelps says, Prescott is the main problem. Take what the defense gives you. Then once you suck them in, you take your shot over the top of the defense. I don't think that Dak was bad today. And you could say that he was the main problem today. I could be, you know, I think that could be fair because he didn't play well. And he is the quarterback. But if we if we take a look at everything that he has done this season, Dak Prescott is the strength of this team, if we are being real. And that is not that is not justifying what happened today at all. It was bad today. The play was bad. But, you know, that is one of the reasons why I feel good about the playoffs, honestly. Like, that would be, as Jerry Jones said earlier this week, and not that quoting Jerry Jones is always a good idea, but I, I do think that he is right when he says that Dak is at the top of the list of things that make you feel good about the Cowboys heading into the postseason. Now... Here's my big worry, and I will use Craig's comment here to transition into it. And I will take advantage of this and also ask you this. What is your biggest worry right now heading into the postseason for the Cowboys? After week 18, a very tough loss, what is your biggest worry heading into the playoffs? Let me know in the chat. While you do that, and before I give you my answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show because the ride of the week is a 2023 Mazda CX-9 Carbon Edition all-wheel drive. This one starts at $46,105. It's got all-wheel drive, third row sitting, a Wi-Fi hotspot, which is a game changer, sunroof, side impact airbags for your safety, and a miles per gallon capacity of 20 when you are in the city. That goes up to 26 when you are in the highway. Make sure that you check out the Freeman Mazda right off the week over at freemanmazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So make sure you check it out over at freemanmazda.net. They make this show possible. All right, let's see. Offensive line, says Craig. Peter Rizzo goes with offensive line. Cornerback two, says Javi. And you could say, just to, just to be fair here, number one, I, I agree a lot with, with Javi. That is one of the biggest concerns moving forward. You could say a cornerback three, even though we're talking about an outside guy. I think that your nickel defender is even more important. And that is to say, I feel good about Bland technically. But that that outside slot, definitely uh, outside slot sounds kind of confusing because the slot would be inside. So let's say that outside job definitely needs some help. And we don't know who is the best guy for the job after week 18. Because Nashawn Wright definitely does not sound like a 
like a safe option at a corner. Brett goes with offensive line as well. Uh, T. Phillips says Prescott. Let's see here. Biggest worry. Uh, Ann Morris is heavy nation. Kellen Morris is Dwayne Brown. Play calling and run blocking, says Joe Alvarez. G-Man, my biggest worry, says Lumen. Offensive line. A lot of offensive line answers. And that would be my number one. That would be my number one. Uh, might be tied with the outside cornerback thing, especially when you're facing an experienced quarterback like Tom Brady in the first round. So I'm between one of those two. Actually, I will go with cornerback at first. I, I am concerned about not having an outside cornerback that can start on the defense. That is my number one concern. But at number two, at number two, and one of my biggest worries for sure is the run blocking. It is an issue. Pass pro isn't great either, by the way. But Dak has been able to kind of overcome that. And, and he's hidden the fact that the Cowboys are not doing a great job protecting the passer. But run blocking is a problem. Do you know? Try to guess in the chat. Try to guess in the chat. Do you know? Without Googling, without looking up the stats, when was the last time that the Cowboys averaged at least four yards per carry? Take a shot at it. Take a shot in the dark. What was the last time that the Cowboys averaged four yards per carry in a single game? Because I can tell you, it wasn't today, obviously. The Cowboys averaged just a little bit over two yards per carry in a, in a game. This season, this season, Lumen says 1998. No, no, no. This season, this season. I'm talking about this season. When was the last time that happened? Not last year. No, no, no. I mean, oh, well, yeah. Last calendar year, do you mean? Yeah, that, that is right. That would be correct. <laughs> Sorry if I wasn't super clear. Six games ago, says Craig. Minnesota, says uh, Floyd. Week 14, says Russell. Week 8. Well, you know, not as bad. Not as bad. But the Cowboys have not averaged over four yards per carry since they faced the Houston Texans earlier this season. That is not great. <laughs> that is definitely not great for the Cowboys, man. Last few weeks, I will give you the actual numbers on this. Let me open up Pro Football Reference here really quickly. That is the way to go, by the way. If you ever want to look up some, some stats, that is definitely my personal favorite site to do so. I'm trying to find here the yards per attempt over the last few weeks. This was, this was bad, man. This game was bad. I will give you the numbers for this game before we move on in, on, into the game logs. Tony Pollard ran the ball seven times. He totaled 19 yards, 2.7 average. Malik Davis kind of saved the numbers a little bit. He had five carries for 19 yards, 3.8. Not great, but hey, better than most of, of his teammates. Dak Prescott, you know, that's different, the quarterback, because that, that, that also takes into account some scrambles, but he did better than Elliott. He had 2.7 yards per carry. Elliott had eight carries. 10 total yards, 1.3 yards per rush attempt. Man, that sucks. That is definitely some bad numbers. 
not what you want. Now, if you go and look at the numbers for the season, though, they also struggled last, uh, last week running the football. They struggled the week before that. The last time that they run the ball at least a little bit efficiently was when they played the Houston Texans. And even then, you already saw some signs of decline. They were already taking a, a they were already in a decline. And then when Terrence Steele got injured, it got ugly for the Cowboys running the football wise. And I don't feel confident at all that the Cowboys can run the football on the Tampa Bay Bucs next week. Once more, I don't know who is who's my pick for next week. I have not yet sat down to analyze the game with attention, but they do have some defensive tackles over there in Tampa. They have some issues. They have had issues for a lot of times this season, for a long time this season, but they do have defensive linemen, including Vita Vea. And you know the damage that Vita Vea can wreck on an offensive line. And I'm concerned about that, about Akeem Hicks, among other of their players. We'll see how healthy they are too. Not going to be easy to run on them. And that will beg the question, will Kellen Moore be more aggressive against Tampa Bay? You guys know that I have pointed out the good and the bad from offensive coordinator Kellen Moore because there has been some good. But the biggest complaint that you can have about Kellen has to be the play calling on early downs. There's, they are so conservative. And just this week, we talked about how unsustainable third down was and how it was a strength of the team, but how it was a double-edged sword because you cannot sustain third down success over a long period of time. Well, the Cowboys went... Four for 18 on third down on Sunday, even though they came into week 18 as the leaders in the NFL in third down conversion radio. And look at the graphs. We even we even used a graph last week. We can use it again. Look, the Cowboys have seven had seven straight games converting over 50% of their third down attempts. It takes just one game for that. To go to waste because the Cowboys converted only 22% of their third down attempts against the Commanders. Now, is there some hope that the Cowboys running game can get back on track? Sure. Tyler Viotis is expected to return and maybe you will be playing with a more standard offensive line that you were today because the Cowboys were playing with a reconfigured offensive line against the commanders as we talked about earlier in the week as well maybe that helps maybe that helps but also in reality the cowboys were already struggling before the tyler biotish injury so there are some concerns in there for sure let's see here our whole team looked sluggish just no life for most of the games is billy 100 agree with that uh, Sebastian says Kellen is predictable, especially on those early downs, I would say. I will also say, though, that he improved this year in the sense of tying aspects of the game into each other. 
And through some stretches of the season, the Cowboys were not really predictable. The thing is sustaining that all season long and into the playoffs. But you have some performances in which you insist so much on running the football on early downs, and it puts the offense in so, so complicated situations, and that is unnecessary. Definitely is. Uh, Mark says, the Cowboys, good news, the Cowboys have not lost two games in a row. That is quite the stat. That is quite the stat. I didn't know that. I mean, makes sense. Maybe I wasn't just aware of that more, to, to be more precise. Edward says they don't make the plays because of the quarterback, says Edward. I disagree with that. Uh, they didn't today. Definitely, he didn't make the plays today. But Dak has been consistently put in tough situations, and he has consistently bailed the Cowboys out, especially on third downs. Let's see here. Tampa likes to blitz, remembers his lumen. That is going to be interesting. Francisco says that front for Tampa is killer. Uzing says, uh, not upset in the list beat. Take a wild guess why. Javi says Dak's going to be running for his life. Let's see here. Shout out to Sean. Thank you for joining the show. He says, you still have to run. Didn't run enough tonight. But listen, I, I get that you want to run the football. I get it. But also, you're not running it well. Why are you insisting on running the football? And why are you not making life easier for your quarterback, which is clearly the strength of your team? And I know it sounds ironic because he didn't play good today. But for the most part, he's been the number one reason why you've been winning games lately. Because while the defense won many of the games for Cooper Rush over that five-stretch game, uh, that five-game stretch, that has not been the case, really, over the last few weeks. You know, the Cowboys have been one of the highest-scoring offenses in the NFL, one of the most efficient in, in EPA per play and all of that. Dak, since he returned just before this week, was one of the, was the leader in EPA per play. I don't know if he will be after today, but he will be among the top quarterbacks in the league in efficiency. Patrick says it, it was just a bad game. And listen... It was a bad game, but also let's be fair here and let's be real and let's be objective. There are too many of those low starts and that, that is definitely worrisome. The Cowboys can beat the Buccaneers. Not my pick yet, not my uh, analysis yet. Like we need to go deeper into that, but they have what it takes to beat a team like Tampa. I think they have what it takes to beat a team like even the Eagles and the 49ers. But you don't know what version of the Cowboys you're getting every week. It's different every time. And that sucks. We would love to see some consistency. Now, there's this. Uh, and Daniel, Daniel is right too here. Daniel says, slow start. We had a no start. And that is true. That is 100% true. Today, it was a no start all game long. Starters were, were in there in the fourth quarter. And they were still not getting it done. It felt like the Cowboys were going to, at one point, get that touchdown drive and maybe keep it close and we could feel better about it. But they never got going at all. So, yeah, uh, first and foremost, discredit to Daniel there because that is completely right. But throughout the season, we've seen those low starts. And sometimes they are met with very strong second halves. But this time, not really, not really. So, 
Anyways, I do think that the Cowboys can win in the playoffs. It will be a matter of which version of the team shows up. And it will be frustrating to know to not know that before the game actually starts. And it's one of those things that you can tell pretty fast, maybe if it will be an easy game or not. So uh, positives, I don't know that there are a lot of positives. Maybe that as El Tino says, lucky no one got hurt. I agree with that. That is definitely one of the positives out of this game. Well, but let's wait on that because Deron Bland did exit the game with a chest injury and he will get an MRI on Monday, according to Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News. So hold on that because we, we might get some issues here. Hopefully not. Hopefully Bland is ready to go. He is a major part of this team. And the good news is that the Cowboys could get Viadish back, Leighton Van Der Esch back, Jonathan Hankins back. And that maybe doesn't solve everything. But it should make life easier on the Cowboys to not be dealing with those injuries. Like, that is one of the biggest reasons to be hopeful. Francisco says, does Banderesh come back next week? That is, according to the team, the expectation. So, yeah. The expectation is all of those three come back. Banderesh, Biadish, and, and uh, uh, Jonathan Hankins. Happy Nation says, Turpin needs to hold on to the football. Now... Uh, I will say that one of the things that the Cowboys wanted to prove is that they, you know, can't get the uh, uh, they can't get through a game without turning the ball over multiple times. And we had Dak Prescott pick, which was bad, and we had the Turpin fumble on special teams. Now Mike McCarthy had a point. Mike McCarthy definitely had a point. That should have been called. As an interference. That was a foul by the commanders. Wasn't called. But Turpin also needs to hold on to that football. As Heavy Nation says. 100%. I understand that McCarthy talked to the refs. I understand that they were complaining about it. Because the rule is. For those of, uh, of you who maybe have not checked out the rule book. Th the rule is. If you ask for a third catch. And you don't get the football even if it contacts you, but the ball is still within reach for a second attempt, for example, you still have the right to make that catch without interference from the opponent. So, Cavante Turpin definitely needs to hold on to that in the first try, but the football 100% is within reach after that. Uh, so that should have been called, no doubt about it, but... The refs didn't, and Cavante Turpin has actually been decent, or like uh, maybe even better than decent. I mean, he's going to the Pro Bowl. He is the only player. I don't know if this is still true, but at the time of his selection as a Pro Bowler, he was the only player in the top seven in yards per return in both kick returns and punt returns. And he was top three in one of those two. So... And the Cowboys are top six in like uh, special teams, punt, return, DBOA, and all of that. That is something. Like the Cowboys, it's not like Kevontae Turpin has sucked. But he also has had uh, two of those fumbles that I can remember right now. 
that you cannot have them. You cannot have them at all, especially when that is your full job, returning footballs. Let's see here. I disagree. He needs to catch it cleanly, says El Tino. Now, wait. I, I, that's, that's what I said, just to be clear. Cavante Turpin needs to catch it cleanly. It still should have been called as an interference because that is the rule. And it's not like, uh, you know, that is the rule, like the literal rule. Sean says two fumbles, no returns, Pro Bowl, LOL, and special teams fumble. No punt turnover and missed field goal. Let's see here. Javi Nation says, uh, you think that he'd get some snaps at wide receiver against the Bucks? Why not? He's hella fast. I've been hated for this take before here on the show, but I will stand by it. I think that Cavante Turpin is not a guy that you want to line up at wide receiver full time. Uh, you want him to be in there for some gadget plays maybe. I'm not. I'm just not sure that he's a guy that can run a full route tree. Tommy says, yep, there went my confidence in this team next week, <laughs> says Tommy. I get that feeling. I really do. And I, I, and I low-key feel like that too. Like I am concerned. I am concerned. But also, I understand why. I understand why the Cowboys are favorites against the Tampa Bay Bucks. They are a good team. They are a good team. It's not being clean every week, sadly. But they have an efficient passing game sometimes. And I say sometimes because like in EPA per play, in CPOE, the Cowboys are one of the best teams since Zach Prescott returned. I'm concerned about the running game. I am concerned about not having an outside cornerback opposite of Trevon Diggs. It won't be easy. Toxic Tom says, Mo, if we go one and done, what should happen? Tough question. Tough question because Mike McCarthy has done a lot of good. But two back-to-back -back losses in the wildcard round will get some people going. I'm sure of that. I don't think that the Cowboys are going to get Mike McCarthy out of here, honestly. And I'm not entirely against that. Like, I, I like what Mike McCarthy has done over the last couple of seasons. I mean, 12 win seasons for the first time in years. Back-to-back -back playoff trips. Something that didn't happen before in the Jason Garrett era. You could be... Uh, Toxic says, bet Joe that Kellen Moore stays. That I would I would not be that sure of, but they do like killing more. So let's also take into account that we need to know how it ends. Like we can say that what happens if it is one and done, but there are different kinds of one and done. Like what if the Cowboys score on every drive and it's a shootout, whoever has the ball last wins. It's going to be difficult. Let's see what happens first. Let's hope. Hopefully, it is not a one-and-done situation for the Cowboys. I would hate that. Everyone would. On to the Tampa Bay Bucks, ladies and gentlemen. This week, we will talk all about it. The playoff table is set. We just don't know who will be the seventh seed. That is still being decided. If the Packers win tonight, uh, the game is at halftime. I don't know if the second half already started. 
I will let you get to it. If the Packers win, they are in. If the Lions win, the Seahawks are in. I think Cowboys Nation should be rooting for the Seahawks, for the Lions on this one, maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the show. Do me a favor and hit the like button, share the stream, and I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Toxic says, Mo, if our season ends next week, will you still have a show most nights? Of course, of course, Toxic. We will be here every night, Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Central. Aaron says, is our, is our strategy even good? Maybe not entirely. Can we beat Tom Brady? Says Roger. We will try to answer that question throughout the week. Javi says, would you like to keep Dan Queen? Yes, sir. If he wants to stay, sure. Give me Dan Queen for another year. The defense has been banged up. Let's be fair. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great start to the week tomorrow. Appreciate you. Hit the like button. And I will see you mañana. Tengan un buen domingo. Adiós.